Good day, good afternoon, good whenever it is you are listening to this. Thank you very much for listening to this. You are checking out a real quick streaming service and chill slash woke and bake slash whatever this is becoming and whatever it will become in the future. These are my top five recording artists slash records. And keep in mind, my opinion is just my opinion. And my opinion is useless. So if you're at home or in your car or anywhere else listening to this, Thank you very much for listening to this. You could be anywhere in the world. You decided to waste your time with me. And with that being said, let's kick this mother lover off because most of us love our mothers. And if you don't love your mother, then then don't think of that as something for you. Think of that as, you know, when I say uh, mother lover, just think of something else, something you like or something you love that isn't your mom. If it's like some weird inanimate object, you know what? It's not weird to you. It's your inanimate object and it's your thing that brings you love. Get this thing going. Coming in at number one. By the way, this is in no particular order. Shane Noir with After 12 and As God Intended with Apollo Brown. One record was exclusively produced by Shane Noir and the other was exclusively produced by Apollo Brown. For those unfamiliar with Brown, he is a man you could describe as a subterranean super producer, as it were. While Shane Noir is an artist who's been making a ton of noise for herself, is part of New York State's reminder to the world that they aren't just New York City. Both records are absolutely worth your time to listen to. Clocking in at 52 minutes and 22 minutes, respectively. The record with Apollo Brown is a masterclass in modern boom bap, while After 12 feels like an EP based on the idea of having fun and doing it by yourself and for yourself because you can. Shay Noir isn't the very best producer, but she spent a lot of time surrounded by very good producers, so it's good to hear her learn her craft and master her craft and get to listen to it along the way. And I think both of these records are worth listening to. That's why she comes in uh, to my personal top five. Moving on, Fleabor. Name of Prodigy and 11 other records clocking in at under 30 minutes. Flea Lord has had the sort of year that 17 year old high school rap nerds are going to be talking about until the end of time. Flea has released a record every month this year, and they don't suck. He's recorded an album with Buckwild of Digging in the Crates, uh, Pete Rock of Pete Rock and CL Smooth and his album with Smith and Wesson. Pete Rock has got a really, really long uh, uh, list of, of records that he's produced, including his Soul Brother collection. He dropped this Blue Soul Brother number three this year. He's had his own very, very good year. Pete Rock has released a ton of instrumental records this year, and one record that he has released that is not an uh, instrumental is The People's Champ with Flea Lord. All right, he did two albums with Me Fox, at least one album with 38 Spech, Chase Fetty, and Rochester's own Edo. All right. Oh, by the way, this last record was a record that was dedicated to Mob Deep's Prodigy, produced entirely by P's partner in music, Havoc. Rock America 2 and Praise for Prodigy are my two personal favorites. His record with Pete Rock is only 20 minutes, and it feels like Flea got a beat tape and decided to make the absolute most of it, 
which is awesome. I have a hard time calling it an album, but everything that he released this year sounds like it would land perfectly on a Driving in the Snow mixtape. Everything he's done this year has been good. Not every song that he's released has been a masterpiece, but none of it hasn't been worth your time. None of it has been a bad time to listen to. And so that's why Flea Lord is making it into my personal top five of the year. Very good job setting the tone for every other artist that released multiple albums this year. And most of those records that I can think of seem to have come primarily from producers, but you have seen guys like Napoleon the Legend drop multiple records this year, but there were a lot of really, really good records and a lot of really good artists that only dropped a record this year, but Flea Lord set a tone for everybody that released more than one record a year. He kept on everybody's ass, and he just made better and better records. I'm just going back to the guys that he came up with. And so that's also something that's very, very impressive. But I remember back in 98 when DMX dropped two records in a year, people lost their minds. They were within six months of each other. But we live in a completely different time. Well, with streaming services, you don't have to wait for the production of the physical copy of the music. You can just release your shit all the time. And so Flea Lord did that, but his records just kept sounding better. And none of them sucked. If you have a 20 or 30 minute commute today, listen to a Flea Lord record, especially if you're driving in snow. I would absolutely recommend driving in snow and tell me what you think. But if you're not driving in snow, if you're like, if you are like one of our Mexico, our Mexican listeners, let me know what it's like driving to Flea Lord down there. I'd love to hear from you. From Flea Lord to something that sounds almost absolutely nothing like Flea Lord, Adrian Young, aka one third album from Prime. Between Jazz is Dead and every other album released this year on his Linear Labs label, Adrian Young makes music for listeners to enjoy listening to. I think the highest compliment you can pay an artist, aside from actually paying the artist, is wishing you had better means to hear the music. Adrian Young Listening to him makes me want to invest in a better headset. Alright, I want to be able to hear everything, every lick of a guitar, every organ stab, every snare. I want to hear it all. I want it speaking to me in my soul. But I'm cheap, so I still got the skull candies I have work perfectly fine and I enjoy them. I'm not gonna shit on my skull candies. They're great headphones. That being said, if you have a great set of headphones, listen to some Adrian Young. All right, he did some really, really good records this year. All right, he's a, a special artist. Uh, you can go through his discography. You can see the Black Dynamite soundtrack. You can see the albums that he's done um, with um, Souls of Mischief. He's got an incredibly lengthy discography, and he's been well sampled, but he's got a lot of good music to listen to. And he's still finding incredible artists to share with us. Whether it's his work with Angela Munoz, or his work with Ali Shaheed Muhammad and the Jazz's Dead Collection, which, by the way, includes new music from none other. The one and 
West Coast jazz pioneer, Roy Ayers. If you are not familiar with Roy Ayers, then let me say it in, uh, in my, my best, uh, I believe it was Nick Boogie, get yourself familiar, or whoever it was that said, get yourself familiar, that guy, in my best voice of that guy, get yourself familiar with Roy Ayers, alright? None of these records sound the same. Lauren Odin's record doesn't sound like Munoz's record, all right? And by the way, it doesn't sound like Home, which is his record with Estelle, all right? He makes really good records that don't sound like every other record that he's putting out, but they're fun to listen to. Put on some headphones, relax, and, and do whatever it is that you as a grown-up do to relax, all right? Kick your feet up, put on some half-decent headphones, or don't. Fuck it. Just enjoy the music, because it is good music that is worth sharing, and that's why I am telling you that you should be listening to everything that Adrian Young released in 2020. In fact, you should go back before that and listen uh, to, his, to his other stuff, but like specifically in 2020, he had a very, very good year. Moving on, one of my favorite rappers of all time, Ari the Rugged Man, released an album in April of this year. It is titled All My Heroes Are Dead, and it has a lot of features. It's also got a lot of songs, and it's got a long list of producers. So I can't provide everyone's name in there and still present it to you in a bite-sized chomp, all right? I gotta try and do my best to provide everything to you in a bite-sized chomp, because I don't... I don't really have the time or the energy to do all the research for you. I can tell you good shit, and this is good shit. Already has spent the last 20 years proving that the comeback is always bigger than the setback. And as far as technical rappers go, there are not a ton of rappers that can hold the candle to what Already is capable of doing. And it becomes increasingly evident when you listen to songs like The Slayers Club and Gotta Be Dope. All right. His collaborators on there include folks like Afro, Chino XL, Chris Rivers, guys that are super technical, multi-syllabic rappers who can rap super fast or super slow and not change a beat. They can stay on tempo. They're incredibly technical rappers who are very, very good at rapping. If they were welders, I would describe them as master welders. These are guys that you could learn something from uh, watching and listening to how they function and how they operate. If you are a young rapper or you are a rap fan, these are the artists that you should be listening to uh, and check out how they do the things that they do and just get comfortable doing all of that because all of these guys as rappers are comfortable with going in any kind of direction. The track, The Slayers Club, with Onyx, with Vinnie Paz, with Ice-T, with Brand Nubian, alright? These dudes come through and they wreck shop and they all do a really, really good job on this monster super posse cut and they all just kind of dance on the track, but you get to really put it into perspective when you hear all of these guys flex all of their technique and R.A. is right with him, doing what he does. But it's not just that. He touches on political topics. He talks uh, about his children. He talks about 
his uh, family. He talks about how his life has changed over the last 30 years because he's got 30 years of life that he's drawing back to and sharing on this particular record. He's got a feature from Sean Price. Now, not not the rapper rapper, not the rapper you're thinking of, the greatest rapper of all time who's no longer with us. No, Sean Price, his daughter. Sean Price named his daughter Sean Price. Bless him. Bless that man. All right? Sean Price named his daughter Sean Price. And Sean Price, the girl, the little girl, has a feature on All My Heroes Are Dead. That's the kind of rapper Ari the Rugged Man is. That's the kind of man he is. Bless Ari the Rugged Man. Check out All My Heroes Are Dead. It's, it's worth your time, and it's a long record. This is the difference between Flea Lord's record and Ari the Rugged Man's record is there's there's trying to to achieve a goal and then achieving the goal on your own terms. And then there's making a classical hip-hop record. Alright? I'd love to hear what Ari the Rugged Man and Flea Lord would sound like on a track together, and I'm sure it'll happen because it's a great big universe and it, it'll be beautiful. But the difference between Ari the Rugged Man's album and pretty much every other rap record that came out this year was every song felt like everyone took their time to make sure everything was perfect. And I don't know if this record is the perfect rap record. But I think it might be for 2020. And the fact that it came out at the beginning of the year makes it even better. I think it's one of those records you can listen to at the end of the year and you can still feel and understand the same things that were being said when the record came out in April. And it's not very often anymore that a single individual record is able to keep the imagination for a good chunk of the year. But I think Ari the Rugged Man's All My Heroes Are Dead did a really good job of keeping people's attention. Now, here at the very end of this list, I'd like to make special mention of a couple of albums that I thought were really good and were worth sharing here. One of them is Spit Gems, Dove in a Snake Pit. It's the record that I would say I have probably introduced to more people uh, this year than um, any other record. Right, Dove in a Snake Pit, from beginning to end, is a well-constructed rap record uh, with very, very complex lyrics. And at the same time, sent me down the William Bostick production rabbit hole. If you're not familiar with William Bostick, just type him into whatever search bar you use to get your music. All right, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Spotify, I'm sure he's on Bandcamp and you can buy directly from him, which is probably what you should do. But going back to Devin the Snake Pit, it's a record that I listen to when I'm at the gym. When I'm working out at 5 o'clock in the morning, that's one of the records that I'm listening to. Part of it is the production from William Bostick specifically. 
I'm also biased because Spit Gems was on the podcast in 2020. So shout out to Spit Gems, and thank you very much for coming on the podcast. You very cool guy. Now, before I dip out of here, I've got to say thank you for the support of folks like Brandon Miller and Iron Asylum. If you are looking for a place to work out at 4 o'clock in the morning because you got nothing better to do at 4 o'clock in the morning, and it's winter here, so it's dark most of the time anyway, what's the difference? Uh, Go in, swing around some kettlebells, do some curls. They've got some really badass equipment, and they've got even more badass equipment on the way. So if you are looking to do nothing but get super jacked during the winter in the dark hours of Alaska, Iron Asylum is your place. They are located off of KB's Drive behind Save You More. Now, you can also find them on Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, it's at Iron Asylum Gym AK. Or you can call Brandon at 953-4720. That number again, 953-4720. Now, Brandon is also doing, this is pretty cool, a, kind of like they did a PFD special earlier, $500 a year or $1,500 for a family of up to five. That's, that is $500 a year for the individual or $1,500 for a family of up to five. Give them a call again at 953-4720. That number again, 953-4720. Also coming up, I've got a sit down with Scarface Tubby of the Scarface Tubby Show, a podcast about hip hop, a podcast about music, a podcast about all kinds of shit, really. But he's been doing a series lately that has been uh, reviews of what are widely considered hip-hop classics, including uh, Chronic and uh, Chronic 2001. He's also done reviews of Blackout from Method Man and Red Man. All good stuff. But we're going to sit down and we're going to really get to talking about MF Doom a.k.a. Zeb Love X, a.k.a. about 5,000 different aliases. But we're going to break down one album specifically about why it is our favorite MF Doom or Victor Vaughn or whoever it is album. All right, that's what we're going to discuss. I'm sure we're probably going to end up talking about Cool Keith. We're probably also going to talk about the Analog Brothers. We're probably going to talk about all these other rappers who had masks and name changes like Bobby Digital and the RZA. I'm sure we're going to talk about all that. I'm sure there are a ton of things that we're going to talk about, but one of them will be a very specific record that we wanted to share with you and that we thought needed to be discussed at a greater length. So we're going to have that discussion at a greater length. Whatever you think we should listen to, that's probably what we'll end up listening to. Anyway, thanks for listening thus far. Have a great day, great evening, great whenever it is you are listening to this, and thank you very much for listening to this. Get out there and kick today's ass. Don't let it kick yours. sense that it would be a 
ufcfightpass.com, which I'm fairly certain it is. I'm just going to go ahead and say it's at ufcfightpass.com. Oh,